the obvious part of our gospel story today, is that Jesus is telling the scribes, no, he is not casting out demons using the power of demons. If a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. Satan would not be stupid enough to be here casting out demons. He would not be working against himself. Jesus is making clear that he's not casting out demons with the power of the enemy. He is casting out demons with the power of God. Less clear is that Jesus is warning the scribes not to turn the house of Israel against itself. Lest Israel not be able to stand. Jesus spoke about not being able to plunder a strong man's house until you first bind the strong man. On the one hand, he's saying that he has bound Satan, otherwise he couldn't be casting out demons. On the other hand, Jesus is warning the scribes against binding the Holy Spirit. Don't blaspheme against the Holy Spirit. Don't ascribe the works of the Holy Spirit to Satan. Don't lead the people of God away from their belief in God such that they only believe in you. If you do, you'll be binding the Holy Spirit. Now, we can't exactly bind the Holy Spirit. We are not more powerful than God. But look at what happened in Nazareth. The scribes claimed that Jesus was healing and casting out demons with the power of Satan rather than with the power of the Holy Spirit. And the next time Jesus went to Nazareth, a couple chapters later in Mark, Jesus could do no great deed of power there because of the people's unbelief. It seems that the Holy Spirit had been bound through their unbelief because the people had been led astray. The scribes, like the Pharisees, seemed to be so bound by the rules of their religion that they couldn't leave room for God's Holy Spirit. We too can end up with a house divided in the church today. Unfortunately, that did not end 2,000 years ago. We have people who love rules and have just absolutely got to follow those rules of their faith. And we've also got people who kind of just tend to blow with the wind, right? Might call it the promptings of the Holy Spirit, but there's a rule, but who cares? Let's just do this. I would say we need both of those people in the church. We need people who love and follow the rules of our faith. We also need people who are open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And we'd better be darn sure we're not ascribing the power of Satan to either one of them. We need doubters. We need people who are strong in their faith. We need the nuts and bolts types of folks, and we need crazy dreamers. We need those who are just seeking and exploring Christianity, and those who have been Christians as long as they can remember. We need the possible heretics and the sound theologians. Those deeply rooted in prayer and faith, and those who are so busy that they're hanging on to their faith by a thread. 
We need the sinners and the sinners. We need the sinners who are committed to the way of Jesus while still messing up. And we need the sinners who are in strong need of repentance so they can turn around and start on the way of Jesus while still messing up. We need those whose faith and works in Jesus challenge us, just like Jesus challenged the scribes. And we need those whose faith in Jesus is very much like our own. We need all of us together. So I've got a song that I'm going to sing called Faith is a Daring Way. And it's a song about a person who struggled who has been rejected by his church. Uh, it's not autobiographical, by the way. Um, but I've known people who have been rejected by their church for questioning or doubting or not being a good enough person or whatever. And so this is about that struggle that people face. Um, I talk about the white linen that it sounds like he's ranting against the Episcopal Church. I love this stuff. It's just the context I know. So that's where that came from. This is called Faith is a Daring Way. <laughs> It's a daring way. You can 
on your quest for more. Sail with daughters, your sisters and brothers. Have the fun and free.